now. Welcome to Rich in Relationship. I'm Rich Heller, and we have Carl Roberts back from SplitSmart, and we're going to do a second segment because there's so much happening in this software. Today, we're going to talk about the financial side of divorce and how SplitSmart is a tool for simplifying this, both for people getting divorced and for professionals who are practicing in the field. How are you today, Carl? Hey, I'm doing great, Rich. Thanks for having me back. It's great, and it's great to have you back. It's so easy. I love it. I love, I love Zoom. <laughs> and so, Carl, the last time we spoke, we, were, we, we covered pretty, as much as we could in the time we had, the parenting side of Split Smart. And today we're going to talk about the financial side. But uh, I know from last time we spoke that you had like a 10-year battle. Man, that must have been pricey, and I'm sure it had something to do with your inspiration here. No doubt. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, 10 year high conflict custody battle and, you know, divorce that just didn't need to happen. And, you know, we all have heard our stories. If you hadn't experienced the stories of an ugly divorce and that's the idea is just to keep people on the straight and narrow path to, and not get tripped up and just stay on the easy divorce path. So you mind if I ask you a little bit about your experience? Sure. So how much did you spend over 10 years? It was well into six figures. Wow. And um, how did that impact the way you were, you and your children and your co-parent were living over that time? Oh, uh, well, you know, it's that, that, you know, kind of traditional story. She got the, the gold mine, I got the shaft type thing. And, um, and, you know, certainly it was uh, 10 years, it was lost. I mean, it, you know, you'll never get back. You'll always regret it. And, you know, it, the, it, it certainly didn't help my relationship with my children, and it certainly didn't help them as individuals, and, and it probably left some lasting scars for them, both socially, developmentally, and in, in their future relationships. No doubt. And, but, uh, and just from a financial perspective, I can't imagine what, it was, what it's like to be working over a 10-year period. I mean, most people change jobs. Yeah, I had a couple every of five or six years. So just I'm just trying to imagine what it would be like if you change jobs somewhere in the middle there, and you're like, oh my god, I've still got legal fees to pay, and you know I'm not through this, and how do I how do I manage this? It must have been mind altering. I mean, it, it, it absolutely was. I mean, it, it, it was crushing in many ways. And fortunate, I was very fortunate that I had a father that had some means that that helped me out. Thank and God for family. Him, and without without him, I would. Um, yeah, probably not have my kids today. Wow. God bless him. Absolutely. So you're kind of like a worst case scenario. Uh, I mean, I haven't heard of too many divorces going much longer than that, but, but I, I think the ideal for most people is that they get divorced in a year or less, which may, you know, if, you're not, if you're thinking about divorce, by the way, a year is pretty fast. You know, most people, it takes a year and a half or two years. But if you have something amicable going on, it can take a year. If you have a system or a way of organizing things, it might happen even faster. And I think that's what Split Smart is about. Yeah, I mean, so certainly in the litigated divorce sense, and that's where my inspiration kind of came from, in the, in the litigated divorce sense, when you, you know, contested, you go into court and all the other, you got the lawyers and all that other fun stuff. The, well over half the expense of divorce, of the legal expense of divorce, is in discovery, in disclosure, uh -huh. and all the gamesmanship and all the lying and all the deceit that goes on with that. 
And just for people who maybe are thinking about divorce, what is discovery? Discovery is, I mean, so, well, you start off with disclosures and disclosures to when you're kind of, you, every state requires you to make your the financial disclosures between the couple. You know, you, if you, if you got an asset or liability or whatever else you need to be, you need to share that with, you know, that information with the other. And then those so disclosure is all about the money. It's all about the money and, and credit it, cards, credit card debt, bank accounts, stocks, uh, properties, anything that has value. Your monthly statements, your appraisals, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean, so you're supposed to you share that with everybody. Mm -hmm. And it, it becomes discovery when you start to get in conflict. And so now we want to ask for more disclosures or we want to, you know, valid, you know, get something that wasn't right. We want to get it right. Now we start to get, also get into emails and everything else. It's just, it's just, it is a cluster big time out there. And it is where the, the bills spiral out of control. I mean, so we do think about, you know, nobody wins in divorce but the lawyers. At the same time, the lawyers are the ones, the divorce lawyers have the highest rate of not getting paid, having the uh -huh. grievances filed against them, and, you know, and, and, you know, and having a malpractice suits filed against them uh -huh. because their, their case got out of control with the billings. And that, and that person who's paying so much money is not getting the results that they want. And so then they're going to stiff the lawyer and then sue him, <laughs> sue him on top of that. So, mm -hmm. you know, so that bad actor, and it could have been that lawyer himself, but helped spiral those bills out of control. And now they're, they're you know, have lost a lot of money because of all their time invested and they didn't get paid for it. Mm -hmm. So, and so it sounds like split smart might be a tool that can either uh, help people who are getting divorced bypass a lot of the expensive part of the divorce, or maybe, uh, you know, mi minimize at the very least the role of attorneys in the divorce process. But it also sounds like it might be very helpful for the attorneys themselves. Well, I mean, certainly it was designed for the worst of the worst type of cases, like a, a case that I had. And so in that process, again, we start to, you know, formulate, you know, again, avoid all the, all the gamesmanship that kind of is typical of a, certainly a litigated divorce. I mean, so in a litigated divorce, lawyers don't like being transparent, but you got to be, you know, ultimately disclose things to one another. And that's a, quickest way to kind of get to resolution. Can I just chime in here a second? I think it's, I think it, it's easy for us to go to lawyers don't like to be transparent, but I think it's, I think the reason why they don't like to be transparent is important. And it's because the lit, the litigation system is set up as uh, an oppositional form of hostile negotiation almost, depending on who the lawyers are and depending on where the clients are. And in that kind of system, if you want, $100 from your spouse, and you know they only want to give you 10, then you, the, then you need to ask for 190 or 200 and bargain and bargain, you know, so both sides are one star side starts at 10, the other one starts at 200. And you want to bargain, you want to get them to that 100 if you can. And uh, what happens inevitably is when your lawyer goes in and says, I want 200 bucks. That sounds so unreasonable. I'm, I'm used to low figures here just because the money doesn't really matter. It's about the argument. The, uh, the, your co-parent is like, what? He knows I don't have that kind of money. You know? And so even though the lawyer is arguing from a negotiation stance, the co-parent doesn't get that. And then it escalates and gets worse and worse. So to some extent, I'm not gonna completely let the lawyers off the hook, but to some extent the process itself is determining the tone of what goes on and the misunderstanding around finances. 
How does Split Smart help with that? Again, it's the process. I mean, it's the disclosure and discovery process. And so, again, we're everything. everything I mean, if I'm, a, if I'm getting divorced, uh, like, make it simple for me. Like, what, what, I, I don't know what the, I, I just learned what discovery is, and I just learned what what all this is about. What am I when I go to Split Smart? What am I doing that's that's going to help me and save me all that money? I mean, I log in, I pay my I pay my only seventy nine dollars for the year, which is so much less than a lawyer. I log in, and what am I doing? Okay, so the, the basic divorce process is disclose, mm -hmm. get yourself organized so you know what you got and what you want, mm -hmm. negotiate, uh -huh. then settle, right? right. That's those, those four steps. So in, in that disclosure standpoint, so again, part of that disclosure is you're doing this intake of what your, of, of what your financial picture is, mm -hmm. your incomes, assets, liabilities, expenses. And then, and then also that disclosure process is, is supplying the supporting documentation for each of those to the other person, you know, as, as much as they want. So from the disclosure and discovery standpoint, you're obligated to satisfy the other. That's the only, I mean, there's state laws around it all, but they, you're obligated to satisfy the other. If you're fairly amicable, they don't really care about the pay stubs. But if you're hostile, they want those pay stubs updated every month, right? Right. That type of thing. So the system kind of adjusts to, to the needs of the couple from that perspective. But but, but, but but the way that I handle the documentation, kind of in the document management standpoint, I do three things. I first, I give the, uh, I treat every file as an individual file. And I, and I give the, the, the clients the a dashboard that, and typically I'm using margin Homer Simpson as my case study. But Homer goes in and identifies all of his information. And I didn't pretty, know they were getting divorced, but go on. Pretty, pretty quickly, kind of give them, uh, Homer knows he needs to kind of share 50 documents or go out and collect and upload and share 50 documents. Do, do you think Homer's got that many investments? Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and, and so, and then so, but at, at any point in time, we can see that Homer has, has done that with 40 of them. There's five that are outstanding and then five in dispute. Just that level of dashboarding starts to instill some individual accountability into the process. I got you. So, so that's the first thing. Hold on, let me finish. And then the second thing is that um, then I give the opposing party an audit process. So that so Homer sends Marge the, the bank statement. She can say yes or no that that is a real bank statement or not. If she uh, says no, then uh, then Homer has an opportunity to correct or improve that or again try to satisfy. So Marge is looking at actual statements and actual documents, not just what Homer puts in. Yep, and and, and so from the stamp, and then the third piece is just an audit trail. So Marge has asked for something. I, I track when Homer responds to it and what he responds with. And, you know, he may give a good document and she may have rejected it and stuff, but I can see that in the iterations of the document. So, uh, and then one last thing with all that. And so, so between the dashboard, audit trail, opposing party audit, you know, we start to instill individual accountability, which starts to help correct self behaviors. Gotcha. Self correct behaviors. But in the one big streamlining thing, thing that I do with Split Smart is that I connect with over 15,000 financial institutions directly, kind of like you would with QuickBooks, uh -huh. whether it's um, your bank or your credit card or, or investment account. And the first time that somebody logs into that, they put in the two-factor authentication to you know, satisfy the bank it, for security reasons. And then I'm going to pull back, then SplitSmart pulls back the last 12 months of transactions within that account, creates a generic PDF statement within, in, within Homer's folder per se, mm -hmm. and then Homer makes the decision of whether or not to get that over to March. 
So, I mean, again, it just streamlines the process. So the intake process, which for a lot of people can take days, if not weeks, I can, most moderate families can figure it out in a couple hours. So because it's linking directly with the financial institutions, so it's all electronically being transferred right into SplitSmart, which is a huge time saver. And because there's an accountability factor in there, um, you, you always know what you're missing and what you need to add in. And because both it's transparent, um, both sides have the ability to say, that's true, that's not true, I need more, et cetera, et cetera. And it's perfectly normal for people to say, you know, Marge says the house is worth 500, Homer says it's worth 400. And so it's perfectly normal. So, but again, just by seeing that transparently listed out there side by side in a marital worksheet, I mean, that's where we start our negotiations from. I gotcha. And so just so I want to plant, I want to plant a seed for you because I think, um, I know this is relatively new and I do get attorneys who tune into this. How could attorney, an attorney use Split Smart to simplify the process without, uh, and still have, well, without losing the client? <laughs> well, I mean, so, I mean, so, so, hey, I don't do any uh, agreements. Right. I'm not giving any advice. It means purely an organizational tool. Gotcha. And so from the, so from the end, so right now, attorneys don't have access to their client's account unless the client gives them access to the account. Um, and so from that standpoint, but I'm, I'm like the attorneys, I mean, the attorneys are still doing their intake and, and again, collecting all the information. So I'm like their intake system on steroids. And, you know, again, I, so attorneys and their paralegals spend enormous time, an enormous amount of time just managing discovery, not only from their own client, but heaven forbid that they need some from the opposing party and that other party's not, you know, not, uh, you know, represented. It's a cluster. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so uh, it sounds like Split Smart could have an application for a single attorney if the other side didn't want to participate just to organize the documents for their, that purpose, or it could be used by both parties, by both attorneys to simplify the negotiation process in terms of finances. No matter what, it sounds like it's going to save uh, the end user or the, 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 the people getting divorced money. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the buy-in cost is so low at $79 for a year. Um, at the very least, it, it, it's, there's, you can't really lose because you'll have all your documents in one place, easily loaded up with minimal effort. And literally, in, in two hours or less, you can get most wow. of it. That's and, incredible. And you might even have some money left over to put your kids through college instead of your attorneys. Yeah. You have a divorce party. <laughs> instead of being a party in a divorce yeah exactly i like it i like it that's right i like it i like so, the way you think uh, how can people find you uh splitsmart.com you know and i've got a lot of good stuff there and uh add more stuff there every day um and we're gonna put that of course in the in the notes for this episode and actually there is one other question we started talking the previous episode because it is a little bit co-mingled but, but it's probably commingled in my mind less than it should, than it, more than it should be. Uh, how does the, it hand, how does Split Smart, I can say this, how does Split Smart handle child support and that kind of thing? 
Yeah, so your child, so I'm not attaching to, I mean, that's more than the child side of, of split smart, uh, but it's a, it's a completely separate approach than what every state, you know, it's, it's a completely separate approach. Than but it's, it's still about the money. So let's, and we didn't really get to talk about that in the, in the child episode we did. So it, we got a few minutes. So if you don't mind, I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, so I mean, so most state model, state guidelines per se, are based upon two things. To calculate them, they're based upon two things. They're the number of overnights the kid spends with each parent, and then the then the, the relative income, so they can get, get to this kind of lifestyle adjustment for, for what the kids are. Really, neither one of those has anything to do with the expense of the child. And so it, and it's really a conflict-oriented system. What most all of us want to do is we want to provide for our child to the best of our abilities, mm -hmm. but we don't want to pay one dime towards the edge, right? And from the, at least from a child support standpoint. And so it, the, so I have got more of an expense sharing model and a savings model. So you can kind of, you know, work your way through kind of expense budgets and figure out how you want to share that. And then independently without relativity to one another, then you can also articulate that how much I'm going to, you know, putting their 529 or towards their car. So it starts to help the parents be future focused, which is really important in in uh, diminishing emotion in the divorce process. Not only future focused, but the but it highlights that the focus is on the child instead of I want more money for my benefit. I'm here. I'm putting all this money towards the kids. Give me some credit. Mm -hmm. And so not only is it I mean people because that is there for the benefit of the child. Again, the people much more easily embrace more responsibility and give the other credit for what they're doing. And so it it bypasses to some extent the the various states' approach to child support. And let me just let me throw in a historical note that supports your approach. That this originally the states instituted child support guidelines when there was primarily one breadwinner and when uh, the person who was not the the, the major wage earner. Hey, can I stop you, Rich? I mean, we can have a whole episode on that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the Colorado Child Support Review Commission. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I mean, child support, we can have a whole episode on that. It's a very problematic area. I just, I just want to lay this out, though. The original concept was to protect one party and make sure that if they weren't, yeah. If they, well, here in New York, at least, if they weren't working, then you lay it on me. Tell me. The original reason for child support? Well, it's one original reason and two very screwed up premises. The first reason is welfare, reco welfare recovery. That's why child support came to be to begin with. So it allowed for the federal government to, to, to offset the amount of money they were spending on single low-income mothers. But they wanted to recover that money from the single, uh, well, from the low-income fathers. I mean, how asinine could that be? That is, that is, welfare recovery is the primary responsibility, is the primary reason that um, child support was created. Then the two, then the two most screwed up pr uh, uh, premises of why it, it still exists today is that it based upon the one premise that every dad is a deadbeat and that no mother can support themselves on their own. Mm -hmm. And of course, things have changed a lot and to that yeah. sound like they were a little twisted to begin with. To that point, absolutely yes. So the strength of Split Smart is it bypasses all the the, the, the basic premise that the child support statutes were originally created on. 
Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I really look at it as an alternative dispute resolution approach to child support. Mm -hmm. Because most states, most courts really want people to figure this out on their own without bothering the courts. Because we know that the courts add conflict. We know that the child support system adds conflict, which is not good for anybody, except the lawyers. And uh, and so, but so courts, if you can reach an agreement that is, you know, that, that satisfies the court that, you know, everybody's being taken care of, they're going to high five you all day long and be thrilled you're not in their courtroom. Gotcha. Any last things you want to say about the financial side of Split Smart? You know, um, yeah, on, on the kid side, you asked me what I want my legacy to be. And what I want my legacy to be on this financial side is, again, is, the, is these guardrails, kind of keeping everybody on the straight and narrow path to, you know, a happier ever after. I mean, and that those, those guardrails are organization and transparency. Mm -hmm. The transparent you are with one another, um, the more trust you can kind of build in the process and more quickly you can get to that reasonable, fair, equitable resolution where everybody can move on to the next chapter. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I, I hope that our listeners go right to splitsmart.com and check out what you have at $79 for the year. They cannot lose. They cannot lose and they will, you know, be the best present that they could ever give their, themselves or their kids. All right. Have a great day. You too, Rich. Take care.